0: You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. wanted to touch on just a few quick points I've pretty much addressed in my last podcast, but I just want to bring up again things about the virus that I just think are crucial right now that are confusing because of Donald Trump, because of the... Uh, the the right wing that wants the virus to not be real, to go away, because it's an embarrassment to his administration and to the government they want to believe is the greatest ever. If we had a normal government right now, anybody that was just caring about the people doing their job, we wouldn't have all this confusion. But there still be some. So I just want to clarify the confusion. I don't know the answers, but I want to bring it up and put it out there. It's sort of people are sort of talking about it, but they're also talking around it. In particular, we have Trump saying continuously the numbers are going up because we test. We test so much. We have the greatest test. We do more testing than anyone. That's why our numbers are going up. Now, as I said in my podcast yesterday, the sickness brings the testing, which brings the numbers up. You know, more tests positive of the virus means more virus and more virus is not good. So it's not about we're great because we're testing. That's why the numbers are going up. No, numbers going up means more Virus, which means sick people, which is why they're being tested. That's what I said. The confusion and the problem is that's not entirely accurate because then you have. I mean, I know for a fact, and I did say this in the podcast yesterday, there are certain places of employment like hospitals, nursing homes where they're testing seemingly healthy workers before they do those jobs. But that's not anywhere else. That's not restaurants that's not the grocery store that's not the gas station that's not any other stores that are open now those employees don't get covid19 tests once a week they might get temperature tested but that doesn't mean shit i mean if they have a if they have a fever they may have the virus they may not they may follow that fever test up if they have one with a covid19 test find out they have it but That's not the, that's again, that's an example of someone who's sick, who gets tested for the virus and has it. So what I was saying yesterday is we're not testing healthy people, really. And that's the issue. Trump keeps saying we're testing all the time. That's why the numbers are going up. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who are we testing? Healthy people? If we're just randomly knocking, going door to door, testing everyone, then he would be right. We're going to find more of the virus. If we are randomly inflicting tests upon average Joe who doesn't want one, it doesn't need one, feels fine, some of these people are going to have it and not know it. So the numbers will go up. But that's not going on. That's a lie. So here's the confusion. It is going on if you work for certain very specific things like these sports, these athletes that are coming back. And they want to have sports. They're going to test all of those people. And they're going to test them regularly because they don't, because those people have to not social distance, socially distance. They can't wear masks. They're playing sports. They're breathing on each other. They're tussling around and sweat and piss and vomit <laughs> effectively for our viewing pleasure. And so they're going to need to be tested before they let them do that because they don't want to be spreading tons of virus as they wrestle around naked together. So, those people are all going to get tested, even though they're healthy, even though they seem healthy. And like I said, healthcare workers too, because they don't want them spreading the virus. They're coming in contact with people. They're they're going to be working closely with people. Those people are getting tested. So okay, we're testing certain very select minuscule, in proportion to the grand scheme of things, and the and the 330 million people in the United States, we're testing, we're forcibly testing healthy people. Like that, that's a minuscule number. So, my point yesterday was it's a bullshit lie for Trump or anyone else to say that the tests showing more of the virus, or rather that the increase in the virus anywhere is because we're testing. Because no, we're only mostly testing people who don't feel well. And if they don't feel well and they test and they have the virus, which came first, the test or the illness, the illness. They didn't feel well. They said, I hope I don't have the virus. I better get tested. They got tested. They have the virus. And Trump's going to say, oh, we're testing more. That's why the virus is there. No, they were sick. That's why the virus is there. They were sick. That's why they got tested. And that's why we have another number in the virus column. Because they were sick. But now the question is, Are we testing healthy people beyond healthcare workers, beyond the athletes returning to sports? How many healthy people are being tested? And there seems to be an implication by some people, including Governor Cuomo from New York this morning, that there is an increase in testing as if it's some herd testing he said today on a couple of occasions we're we're testing 50 to 60,000 people a day now our testing is really ramped up like bragging on that we're testing a lot and you heard many of the liberals and many of the people that were concerned about this virus before Donald Trump was cuz he didn't want it to exist say testing 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 it's all about the testing but again and i've known People in my family, people, it's about the testing, there's not enough. To, well, what do you mean? Who's getting tested? Who wants tested? I mean, my question was always this, this is where I think it's extremely important. There's confusion, and nobody's clarified this in the media that I can see. People should get tested if they want a test. You know, If you were not able to get a test back in March or April when you felt like you might have the virus because you were sick and you couldn't get tested for the virus because they didn't have enough tests, that's a testing deficiency. And to what extent did we have that? I don't know. Now, if you talk to the liberals or the Democrats, they acted like tons of sick people were banging on doors to get tests and they couldn't get any. And if that was happening, that's a tremendously bad thing because you had people with the virus who, who weren't able to be isolating because they weren't confirmed to have it. So they were spreading it because they weren't sure they had it, but they were sick and didn't feel good and wanted to get tested, but they couldn't get tested. So those sick people still went around and spread it, I guess. Otherwise, who were they talking about testing? And, and, this, and the World Health Organization has talked about this and the CDC, but under what circumstances? Even Anthony Fauci has said in the past putting too much focus on the testing is a little bit misguided he said because if you test someone today they could get it tomorrow how long is a test good for the moment they get tested that's it so even if okay we're going to send everyone back into the workforce even if every place of employment tested all its employees for COVID-19 in the morning it would only be good that morning and that day they could still be Getting it on their way home, or even if you think no one in the building has it, we confirmed it, you know, uh, they could get it somewhere else and bring it back tomorrow. So it's not saying no one in our building has this unless you do it every day and nobody has the money or ability to test for COVID-19 every day. But I'm submitting, I don't think anybody's testing for it, period. And when Governor Cuomo says we're doing fifty to 60,000 tests a day, who are they testing? That's my question. Who's getting tested? Because here's, here's the issue. If they're testing healthy people, people that don't feel sick, then, then, and they're finding virus, then Trump is partially right, and people are par- partially right when they say we're testing more, and that's why the numbers are going up. Because if they're doing something they weren't doing before, namely testing people who don't want to be tested, who are fine, and they're finding virus, that's going to increase the numbers. And so here's the other factor. The two factors at play here that are confusing this issue are asymptomatic cases, and whether or not we're testing people who want a test or we're somehow forcing tests on people who didn't ask for one. Those are the two issues that I think are confusing things that I don't think are well understood or well exposed by the media. I have to dig into it more and find. But I'm just in what I'm reading surface wise and watching. Nobody's talking about this. Now they're talking about the asymptomatic cases. To the extent that the World Health Organization announced a few weeks ago now that uh, a more recent study showed that they're not the ones really spreading it that much. Um, Symptomatic, people who eventually become symptomatic are spreading it still in the days when they are not yet showing symptoms. But the people who never show symptoms, who get the virus and are asymptomatic which are the people who have very mild symptoms or no symptoms at all, they're not really big spreaders. They're not really finding a connection of any outbreaks or big bursts to those people. So what that really tells you is if you're asymptomatic, that is you don't have anything wrong with you that you know of, but you've tested for the virus and a few days go by and you never still get sick, so you are asymptomatic. You weren't pre-symptomatic, not showing signs yet. You're never gonna show signs. You're one of those people that gets this virus and it doesn't make you sick. Those people, it doesn't. It's not like they should go running around and spreading whatever else they have, and because they could still get the virus again. By the way, there was a story of a, of an athlete just today. He he had it stopped, uh, got got rid of it, um, went back without social distancing, got it again. So. You know, you, the antibody test is not confirmed and how, how capable you are of not getting a symptomatic version if you have an asymptomatic version. None of that's known. Bottom line is everybody should be social distancing and wearing a mask. OK, that much everyone should agree on. There should be no confusion on that one. It's just about let's not tr- transmit this thing. Let's not transmit it. Who cares how deadly it is? Who cares how asymptomatic spread it or don't? Who cares who's getting tested and who isn't? Let's just all wear masks and social distance as much as possible so we stop the spread of this shit. That's common sense. But the issue comes into the testing part and the numbers and how, how bad this is, how deadly it is. There's confusion. And the confusion is because are the asymptomatic people how are they being found out? How, how, are, is that an estimated number? And it, it, it is. If you look, it, they don't know how many, asympt- and the estimates have ranged from 14% to 44%. Now, I heard some jerk off say on the radio yesterday, as many as 50% of people are asymptomatic who get this. Well, I looked and looked to try to find anything to support that idiotic statement. It's just not true. I saw some idiotic thing written by a, a bunk uh, site that said seventy-five percent, but it was not scientifically shown at all. The scientific studies and the actual evidence shows estimates have ranged over time, and this is over the time of the virus from February to now. Seventeen percent are asymptomatic, and these are all estimates. It's guesswork to up to upwards of forty-four, but. Again, they don't know. Why? Because why would you get tested if you don't have any symptoms? So they're guessing based upon the people they do test and the symptoms of the ones they've tested or the lack thereof they're estimating how many others are out there who might have it who don't have symptoms. They're looking at the numbers of the testing, the people they've tested, saying how many of those people that they've tested are people that never get symptoms. And they're from that extrapolating how many out in the general population are likely to have it now and also have no symptoms and will never get any. So the asymptomatic percentage is a guess, it's an estimate. Based upon tests that have been performed. But my question is how accurate could that guess be? Because why is anybody who's asymptomatic ever getting tested in the first place? Trump's argument is we're finding more cases because we're testing more and most of them aren't sick. Why are they testing those people? Who are those people? Again, in my podcast yesterday, I I acknowledged and other people have said and acknowledge and know they would be healthcare workers before because those workplaces are testing their workers for the virus, even the healthy ones, all of them, the athletes, any profession where you're going to be working closely with people up front, but not the restaurants. They're not testing their waiters and bartenders or whoever else every day, the cooks. They're not testing them for the virus regularly, as far as I know. I don't know of any CD regulations or requirements that employers at Walmart, employees at Walmart have to be tested for COVID 19 on a regular basis. I know they have to wear masks. I know a lot of employment places are doing temperature testing, but that's not COVID 19 testing. And what Trump is talking about and everyone else is talking about is COVID 19 tests. What Cuomo was talking about was COVID 19 tests, 50 to 60,000 a day. Of who? Of who? Now, he's bragging, saying their, 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 their infection rate is lower than lots of states now. And their hospitals are in good shape while the testing is ramped up. I don't get that. So that's what I want someone to explain to me. So the testing has gone up. The cases have gone down and the hospitals have been thinned out. The beds are opening up in New York, according to the governor. Who, who are all those tests being administered to? Who are the fifty to 60,000 people a day who are getting tested? Is it a bunch of hypochondriacs who say, I'm fine, I feel good, but I just want to make sure I don't have this. I'm going to go down and get a test. And now you can get that, apparently. That's not what I've seen. I've seen in my, uh, for my federal employer and in anything I've seen from Allegheny County where I live, if you meet a certain criteria. My health care, and this is my insurance company. I looked, my healthcare provider and my insurance company, you don't qualify for a test unless you have X, Y, or Z, which is normally, which is symptoms of sickness. So you can't get a test if you're asymptomatic, as far as I understand it. Now, certain, like I said, certain very, very limited, minuscule amount of employers are testing asymptomatic people because of the type of work those people do. But as far as I understand that the average Joe who has no symptoms can't get tested for this virus, nor would he want to be. Why would he want to be unless he's a hypochondriac? I don't want to get a test for this virus. I don't feel sick, and I've stayed socially distanced, and I've done everything I can to stay away from the virus, and I don't think I have it. And I have zero desire to go get tested and find out, oh, you do have it. You're just asymptomatic. I don't want to know that, even if it's true. Why would I? And I certainly don't want someone knocking on my door saying, this is the government. Give us your arm or your nostril. We have to test you. We need a spit-swipe-mouth test. We need to test whatever, you know. Uh, That's insane. Why I go to get in my car and leave where I live? You cannot pass this point unless you take a test for COVID-19. We're not doing that, as far as I know. Are we doing that? Is the military set up with roadblocks giving random tests? like the cops do with random DUIs? No, we're not doing that. So who are these fifty to 60,000 people that Cuomo is bragging about that are being tested in New York every day? Who are they? All doctors and nurses? Is it because all the athletes that are going back to their sports, so many of them live in New York? (laughs) There aren't even fifty to 60,000 athletes in all these pro sports that are sending back. In total, I don't believe. (laughs) Let alone every day. So the confusion is, wait a minute, the numbers are going up in certain areas because they're randomly testing the generic public who are healthy and it's showing a bunch of numbers and a lot of them are asymptomatic, upwards of 50%. Is that right? No, look, first of all, not that many are asymptomatic. That's an overestimate. So number one, Trump's argument that the testing is increasing the numbers and everything's fine no, it isn't fine. If those numbers go up, the majority of them are sick people just on the basis, on the guesswork about how asymptomatic works. It's probably along the lines of 20%. That's all. You know, just if you look at the extremes and look at the evidence, the people that get this that have no symptoms. If everyone is tested in the country, it'll probably fall out to like about 20% had no symptoms at all. So even his argument that the numbers are going up, but they don't mean anything. No, they're going to mean something. At least 80% of them, probably. Or at least, at least, according even to the crazy overestimate, 50% of them are going to be sick people. So they mean something. If the increased, increased numbers of the case mean increased sick people, period. Period. Even one person, if it's 50%, half that person is sick. You get it? If you're doing statistics, and it's even if you take the insane rate of asymptomatic people being as high as 50%, which is a lie and is not true, even if you gave them that, And you say one person, half of them is sick, half of them isn't. Two people, one of them is sick, one of them isn't. You get it? So the point is, there's still sick people. And if the numbers go up, that's the sick people number going up. So Trump can talk about all he wants, about it's the testing. It's the sick people. They're sick. You can throw your asymptomatics into the mix all you want. For every asymptomatic people, there are likely at least three sick people. Get it? So... So if you increase a room of positive COVID people by four, at least three of them have symptoms, are sick. And one of them may be asymptomatic. So any increase in numbers means an increase of sickness in this country, period. But the question I still have is this testing question. In my mind and in my world, Unless you're in one of these special, very minuscule jobs where they're going to test you just to go into your workplace for the virus, and you're only being temperature tested, then nobody's getting a COVID-19 test unless they are sick. Because even if you took a temperature test at work first and you found to have a fever, you're sick. You have a fever. You're sick. That's a symptom. So if you end up following up that temperature test with a COVID-19 test and you end up having the virus... You're a symptomatic person. You had a fever shown by a temperature test. You're not asymptomatic. So right there, that person is already a symptomatic person. I just think that I'm trying to find who are the asymptomatic people who are getting tested. Why would you? Who's doing it? So the confusion is over the fact that there are asymptomatic people and they're being tested. And people are bragging on we need more tests, but of who? Of healthy people? How do we do that? Is that being done? How are seemingly healthy people being tested? Where? When? Do we want to do that? Do we even want to do that? Do we really want to go through the country and test healthy people so that we can find the virus and isolate it? Is that what we're going to do? Is that what we're talking about and bragging about? Is that what Cuomo is bragging about? Are we like sending troops marching through the United States, going door to door and forcibly in, inflicting on every healthy person they find a test, and then the moment they find out they 're not healthy because they have the virus, even though they have no symptoms, they isolate them and stick them in quarantine. Is that what we 're doing? Is that what they did in China? I want to know about it don 't you? I want to know about what these who who is being tested because in my mind and in my world and I think in the word of, mind of everyone that 's normal. You're not getting a test unless you don't feel well, unless your employer's requiring it of you, which is, like I said, very few employers are giving COVID-19 tests. I mean, I know people that work in hospitals as psychologists, they're not getting COVID-19 tests to go to work, okay? It's not happening. So that's a lie. I mean, there are a lot of employers, there's no tests being given. So who's getting it? The sick people, the people who want it because they're sick. In fact, insurance companies still require you, mine does, to have X, Y, or Z symptoms before you can qualify to get a COVID-19 test. So I don't understand the whole concept of, to me, in my world, 50, 60,000 tests a day in New York means there's a lot of sick people every day in New York. There's a lot of people that don't feel well every day in New York. It t- turns out most of them apparently nowadays don't have the virus. But there's still a lot of people every day in New York who don't feel well, who have symptoms, who are sick in some sense. They just don't happen to have this virus. That's what it's telling me. If the numbers in New York are going down and the numbers in New York are okay case-wise, but the tests have gone up, all that means is there's a lot of sick people. They have enough tests now to test all the sick people, but most of them don't have this virus. So that, again, that proves that Trump's wrong then if that were true everywhere, if we're still, as I think, only testing for the most part sick people, people who have symptoms, then every time we find that it is the virus that has made someone sick, that's not because we're testing more, that's because they're sick. They got the test because they're sick. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? The sickness, the virus. It's the egg and the chicken, it's everything. They only got the fucking test because they're sick. The test showed them they have the virus. Therefore, it confirmed that their form of sickness is the virus. But they're sick. They're a sick person. They're not asymptomatic. Now, we have a number of asymptomatic people who were tested for it over time. That's how from which they are extrapolating the guess as to how many people have it who are asymptomatic. Obviously, there have been a lot of people that have been tested asymptomatic. Who are they? I will tell you exactly who they are. I know common sense. People who have been exposed to people who tested positive because they were sick and got a test. you get it? That's what's happening. Maybe that's what they're doing in New York too. I just kind of figured it out to myself right here. What's happening is people are sick. They're going to get tested because they're sick. They're found to have the virus. Tracers are tracing people those people were around and had contact with. Those people who are healthy still are being tested because they were exposed to someone who has the virus and who got tested because they were sick. And those people, some of them are being found to have the virus and they're still not sick. And I guess what was probably not happening before when there wasn't enough testing is they weren't doing that. The tracing, they weren't doing the tracing. People were feeling sick, going to get tested, found to have it, and they were just telling their friends and people to isolate. They weren't actually going and testing all those people because they were healthy. They were just telling them isolate, see if you get sick. Now I think they're actually going to those people that have been exposed to sick people and testing them too. That's probably it. The increase in the testing is the testing of those exposed to the people who are known to have had the virus, people who were in contact with those people. That makes sense, but again, that, yes, that may be increasing the numbers as a result, then, and those people may not be sick yet, but the assumption that they never will be and they're all asymptomatic is ridiculous and absurd, and there's no proof for it. So, um, it's a common, the point is this, though, that it's a combination of confusing factors. Should we want everyone that's healthy to be tested? No. Are healthy people going to get tested on their own? No, why would they? Unless they're a hypochondriac and full of fear and anxiety and they just want to know if they have it or not. But I, even then, I don't think their insurance would pay for it. So who is getting tested? Anyone who's been in contact with someone who's sick from the virus, probably. The The increase in testing numbers is probably that. And these nurses and jocks and whoever else are working jobs that are going to be con- you know in contact with people and there are this minuscule number of jobs. That's it. That's who's being tested. So in my estimation, it's still the increase in tests is good because it's an increase in those being exposed. But when the numbers go up, that means that those that have been exposed to people with the virus have it. That's what it means. So again, they may be asymptomatic, but it's not good. Numbers going up in terms of virus numbers are not good. They started because someone got sick. No one's getting tested unless they've been exposed to someone who got sick and got tested because they were sick. That's what I'm deciding, just in talking this through with you all. This isn't as confusing as it seems. It starts with sickness, period. Nobody's really getting tested unless they were sick or exposed to someone who got sick. It's about the sickness, it's about symptoms, it's about not feeling well. That's what's starting, that's what kicks off the testing process and then they spiral out and test those that were around the person in recent days who doesn't feel well. They test the people who feel well but were who were exposed to the person who is sick and has symptoms and got tested because they don't feel well. So at the at the root of all of this increased testing and increased cases that are occurring is sickness. Still at the center of a spider web out of tests is the center web hole, whatever, of sickness. The core of the web is the sick person. The web is the contact they had. And maybe the contacts are being tested and some are found to be asymptomatic. But the center of that web is illness and symptoms and sickness and the final thing I wanted to mention in this that is also confusing is the death rate. I see people online today, the Trump supporters, just pushing it that it's a flu still. They're saying they're, they're, uh, this one guy wrote there was a 99.47% chance you won't die from this. Now, that I didn't look, look into it or try to ask the, the idiot where he found that false number, but it's so specific that you, God, I hope to God he, he, he or she read that somewhere. Or if, can you imagine people just going online and just making up false numbers? Just making them up. 99.47% live who get this. They just made it up because they want it to be true. Yeah, I can imagine that. I can imagine that happening a lot online, actually. But for the sake of argument, let's assume that person's not that awful. And this is someone who read that number somewhere and that there are shitty outfits out there somehow publicizing garbage like that. Patently untrue. So I just wanted to, to, to hammer home. I did the numbers currently. Currently in the United States, our mortality rate in the United States with this virus is 5.2%. That means that if you, t- using that other idiot's language, if you get this virus, you have a 94.8% chance of living. Not 99.47. You have a 94.8% chance of living if you get this virus. And you have a 5.2% chance of dying. Now, having said that, it is also confusing in truth that they have said all along that that mortality number isn't the actual mortality number, that that will come down over time as more people are tested, found to have the virus and not die from it. That the mortality rate would be highest, of course, at the beginning because those are the people that are ultra, ultra sick. And they're only testing sick people at the beginning because they don't have enough tests to go around. So more of those people are dying because they're being tested and they're sick, whereas the asymptomatic or people that have mild symptoms were never getting tested before. Now we're testing more of them. Because we have more tests to go around. So more of them are going to live and that number is going to come down. The thing is, it didn't at first. The thing is, it started out internationally at 3.2%. It went up internationally. Last time I checked, I was checking it regularly to 7.8%. It went from 3.2, which was in February. This is international. This is worldwide to 7.8%, the death rate. And the United States was like six, six six, We've come down with the increase in testing. Our death rate has come down, but only to 5.2%. Now, everything I've read and seen predicts that the number of of this virus will come down as low as 2.3, 2.2, maybe 2.5. That's the expectation. But it might not. It might come down to 3%. Here's the thing. The flu... <clears throat> the flu is the flu is between 0.01 and 0.02 0.022%. 0.02, okay? So if anyone tells you this thing isn't deadly, they're insane. It's only you know if in time it plumb, it's 5.2% deadly in this this the flu is 0.02% deadly at max. 0.02 this is 5.2, not even 5.02. You know, It's not even just adding a 5% onto the flu's death rate. It's adding a 5.18% onto the, the flu's rate because the flu is 0.02%. This is 5.2%. That's adding 5.18% of death rate onto the flu's general death rate, okay? Not only that, but even if it drops down to 2.3, 2.2, 2.5, it's still deadlier than the swine flu or many other viruses. Most other viruses we've ever seen, most viruses that are deadly drop down into the the low twos. This one is still hovering at five point two. It'll probably come down, but I'm thinking at this rate, how slowly it's coming down, how high it went. That it, this may be as deadly as three percent. Any way you slice it, it's one of the more deadly viruses we've ever seen. It's certainly the most contagious virus we've seen in the United States in at least 100 years. We know that. So it's extremely contagious, and it's one of the most deadly the world has ever seen. That's a fact. It's way more deadly, deadlier than the flu. And as far as the old people, <clears throat> let me just, again, slap you around, get you to common sense. Think here. Okay, wake up, cold water splash on your face, reality check, Okay. The flu number of 0.02%. Guess who that applies to? All ages. Elderly, young, everyone. Guess who dies more from the flu? Elderly, pre existing conditions. Because if you already are old and vulnerable to an illness knocking you off, obviously a higher percentage of those people are going to die when they get an illness of any kind. Also, if you already have coronary artery disease or diabetes or a pre-existing condition, you know, asthma, that that would be exacerbated by a respiratory infection. Uh, And then when you get one, a higher percentage of those people are going to die too. But my point is this. Those same people are in the flu's 0.02% death rate, okay? So they're included, they're baked in, along with children, teenagers, 20-year-olds, healthy people, okay? And all baked in together, it's 0.02. Same is true now, okay? Yeah, yeah, the older people are dying more. Yeah, yeah, the people with pre-existing conditions are dying more, but all of them are baked in with the young and the 20-year-olds into a 5.2% number. Do you get it? So relative to one another, it's the same. It's not like, well, the 5.2% number is old people and the 0.02% of the flu, that's everyone. No, they're both everyone. They're both everyone. And if this number of mortality on the virus comes down to 3% or 2.5%, that's still of everyone, as opposed to the 0.02% of the flu, And the 2% of the other deadly viruses, it's still more deadly of everyone. Do you see? So the fact that older people are more vulnerable to this virus, it's true about that, about every virus. The fact that pre-existing conditions are, are, are more vulnerable to dying from this virus, that's true about any disease. So the fact that we have a high mortality rate on this thing has nothing to do with old people. It's a high mortality rate of all people. The mortality rate necessarily factors in everyone who has had the virus, everyone of any age, you see. So when the mortality rate goes up, it's not because it's killing old people more. It's because it's the mortality rate of all people. And certainly it's killing old people more, just like it does with the flu, just like it does with any disease. Old people die more than other people and people with preexisting conditions die more than other people. And there is no evidence that this particular virus is only attacking those people. It's just hitting people in certain locations and setups and vulnerabilities. And that's who has died uh, from it mostly, uh, more than the other people. But overall, the percentage of death is still very high, period. And, and you can sugarcoat it all you want. The death rate for this virus is higher than any other other, that we have had in this country this contagious. It's not even close. When you talk about the contagious nature of a virus combined with the death rate, we've never seen this. It's bad news. And sure, you can tell yourself, well, I have a, all all ages considered, I have a 94.8 chance of living if I get this, all ages considered. Now, then you say, well, but I'm not all ages. I'm X age and I have X condition. Well, guess what? Then you don't have a 94.8 chance of surviving. Currently, you have a less chance of surviving. That's true. But at all ages considered, you have about a 94.8. Now, if you want to talk about your age, it could be you have a 98% chance of surviving if you're healthy and you're 20. It could be you have a 98 point. 8% chance of surviving. I don't know. I haven't broken down all the numbers nationally on each age range, as well as whether or not you have pre existing conditions. But if everyone wants to do that for themselves, they're welcome to do it. But any JoJo being getting online saying, oh, nobody's dying from this but old people, it's a lie. And anybody saying, 99% people live, 99% of who? Two-year-olds that get it? I mean, where's that number? 99.47. I guarantee you there's one age group that's gotten it that 99.47 people have lived. Okay. Which age group? The 23-year-olds. I don't know. But the point is that number doesn't apply to everybody. And to state it like it's applying to everybody is a lie. The number that applies to everybody currently is 94.8 and the number that it is applying to uh, that will apply to everybody when this is all over will still be probably around 97 not 99.47 so i just wanted to clarify that that the deadliness of this virus hasn't changed just cuz we're not seeing the videos from new york anymore of everybody you know, dying and people in, you know, workers having to work in garbage bags and things. Just because we're not seeing that anymore doesn't mean that it's not still happening. Um people are still dying. This is still a deadly virus. So I just wanted that to be very clear. Um and I wanted also to say that the confusion over the numbers and the testing and the mm-hmm. and all that it's so confusing because we don't know who's being tested enough and we don't know what the results are how many are asymptomatic enough yet and I think that we as a people should demand of our media um, to get us those numbers I want to know who is being tested not just how many but what nature of the people are you testing how many don't have symptoms that you're testing why are you testing people with no symptoms and then how many of them never get sick I want to know what is the percentage of people that can get this virus and never get symptoms? Not just a guess anymore. I want to know. What are the odds that I could get it and still be okay, completely okay? I'd like to know that. And I'd like to know I'd like to know how how I would ever know that to begin with. <laughs> In other words, if I feel fine, how will I get a test and still feel fine? Why did I get the test? Why is that happening? Again, I think I reasoned upon that myself during this podcast. I think it's because if you've been exposed to someone who got sick and got tested and has the virus, that I think they're coming to you and testing you, even though you're healthy. And, uh, and so I think that's how healthy people are getting tested, from the tracing, the tracing. But I want that spoken and told and publicized. I want, I want Trump and everyone else to understand that the increased great, wonderful testing is because of sick people. We now have the ability to trace and track and follow up with where sick people have walked and spoken and laughed and hugged and touched, you know? And so we're testing more healthy people because they've been exposed to sick people. So the increase in testing is still about an increase in sickness. It's about sickness. And we're following and tracing and tracking sick people to prevent the spread. And we're finding more sickness in so doing. So the numbers are going up. Some of those people are asymptomatic, some aren't. Some that they're testing that knew a sick person are getting sick too. The numbers are going up. And like I said, four people in a room at a max, if four people test positive at a max, three of them are going to get symptoms, which means they're going to be sick. You know, now, one of them won't die because the death rate's only 5%. Like one of his arms will fall off One of one person, something like that, if you had to do an analogy. So that twenty-five percent is one in four. No, Though not, not that many are dying, that's true. But three of the four, at least, will be sick from it. You know, at, at least, at least, from what we know. But I want to know more about asymptomatic percentages. I want to know more about healthy people being tested. I think we have a right to know more about that. But at the bottom, at, at the end of the day, the, comp, the you know, rest assured, increased cases is a bad thing increased instances of the virus is not good. At the end of the day, how many are asymptomatic and how many aren't, and how many quote unquote healthy people are being tested, it's irrelevant at the end of the day. I mean, to be honest with you. At the end of the day, when you see people who have the virus, that's not good. Because just because they're asymptomatic doesn't mean they can't spread it, although it's less likely than we thought that they will. But anyone who has it could be a spreader, still. It's still a fact. And anyone who has it could get sick from it. That's still a fact. And Anyone who gets sick could die. That's still a fact. Even if they're young, even if they're healthy, that's still a fact. So at the end of the day, increased numbers of the cases of the virus is not good, period, period. It doesn't matter why. It stems from sickness. It means there is sickness increased numbers means sickness, period, at the end of the day. But I still would like to, I still would like to know about healthy people being tested, how many, how often, why, Etc. and I'd like to know how many of the tested people in our country to date have been asymptomatic. I'd like a percentage put on that. I'd like, I'd like them to say, to date, there have been X number of tests conducted in the United States and X number of people from those tests have never shown symptoms. And I'd, and I'd like to know what that is in our country. And and, and I think that that would, could be valuable. But again, you don't want people to rest easy, though, because even if it comes out to be, wow, 20% of the people that get this in this country don't get symptoms. That's interesting. And even if it is, oh, wow, they are testing a lot of healthy people right now because they're doing tracing or whatever the answer is. That still means that when the cases are going up, there are most of the people that have it aren't. Asymptomatic. Most of the people that have it, that means 80%. In the case I just gave you the example, 20% are asymptomatic. That means that every time they do a test, 80% of the people tested are sick from it. Okay. And again, the death rate is still 5.2% in this country, which is extremely high for any type of virus. So um, those are the important things to remember is it's still deadly. It's still bad when the numbers go up. You should probably not want to be tested unless you get sick. You should probably not want to get sick and not want to get this virus. The end. It's simple. It's it's common sense. So let's stop with all the confusion. The confusion is related to these nuances that the Republicans are spinning one way and the Democrats aren't really wanting to talk about the number of asymptomatic people. They don't really want to talk about uh, the number of tests and who's being tested so much, I guess. But I I think it's important to talk about it. I'm not saying they're trying to hide it. I just they don't see it as valuable. I think it's valuable. If you want to shoot down the Republicans acting like it's just a a no nothing, nothing disease doesn't kill anyone. The tests are just all a bunch of healthy people and the numbers are going up, but they're all fine. Well, then show me the numbers, talk them down, show that they're wrong, prove that they're wrong by showing all of us the numbers in that regard. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, what does it hurt to show me how many, how are you conducting these tests? How many healthy people and how many were asymptomatic? Show us these numbers now to shut these fuckers up on the right who are lying. Okay. But even if you don't show me the numbers, anyone with common sense knows that it's not the answer. The answer is sickness is driving this. People are getting tested because they're sick. And when the numbers go up, it means more people are sick and the death numbers still high. And that's it. Period. The end of discussion. It's driven by illness, nothing else. All of this is about illness and a death rate still at 5.2, which is fucking bad. Period. That's all we need to know. Okay. That's all. I love you. yabba da boop